Well, you only live once, maybe not And this life right now might be all we've got So let's contemplate the hereafter While we speculate with some laughter About this grim thing that happens to us all After that final curtain call But before you take that final breath Let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and I had something cool happen today. So I had my last guest, and I decided to do the seven-day Qigong challenge, and I really enjoy it. I mean, it was weird to me at first. I felt kind of goofy, you know, kind of like uh, the same way I probably would feel if I took yoga or something like that, because I'm not in any kind of shape. I don't look cool when I'm doing it. I look kind of dumb, um, but uh, I didn't let that bother me. I just kind of went through and did the whole process. And the first day it was awkward and the second day it was a little bit better. And and I and I, I kept going. I kept pushing on. I'm like, I can do seven days. This is not a big deal. It's only about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe. And uh after about the third or fourth day, I started realizing what it's doing is it's it's almost the best way I can describe it is it's kind of like cracking your knuckles for your whole body. You know, that good feeling where it's just like everything just feels good. It's not not, you know, damaging. It's just I mean, I can feel and hear my bones creaking when I'm doing it. And that's partially because I'm sedentary and I do IT and I just kind of sit on my ass all day long. But uh, part of it's also just the fact that you know, I don't, I don't exercise enough. And so I, uh, I'm going to start incorporating this into my daily routine. He's got actually a 90 day program and, and I'm going to just continue on with it and see where it goes. So that was some cool news. I just, I definitely encourage you uh, to check out the links on the last, you know, the last uh, episode there and, and join the Facebook group. It's very unassuming seven days. It's yeah. It's like a, 15 minute video, sometimes less, sometimes like six, seven minute video where you kind of get an idea of what the next thing is, is that he's wanting you to be aware of. Uh, and then there's like about a 15 minute every day for the actual routine is about 15 minutes. It varies, but yeah, it's just, uh, I just wanted to share that with you that I said I was going to do it and I did it and I feel good about it. So, um, I also started doing some meditation, uh, with another guest who hasn't shown up on the show yet, but tried doing that and uh that was that was pretty cool so i'm going to start doing that more just pretty much sitting in silence and just telling the rest of everything to just hold off for a bit and let it pass by and and just sat there with myself and so having talked to him off the podcast recently i decided you know what i'm not going to try and pursue doing any kind of like monetization or anything like that with my podcast with my foundation with any of that kind of stuff, you know, and not even monetization, but doing any of the business work. I'm going to take a couple weeks off and just, I don't want to say focus on me because it sounds selfish, but for lack of a better word, just focus on me, you know, fuck everything else out on the outside world, do my job as much as I like it or hate it or whatever. But, you know, I was reading an article and, and the guy said in that article about uh, finding what you really want to do a lot of times we, we, we kind of kid ourselves that everything's going to be perfect all the time. You find what you love and you never work a day in your life kind of talk. And 
that's true, but there's still going to be times that suck. There's still going to be that little percentage that's going to suck. So if you find something that you enjoy and you go for it and then you start finding, God, like a couple days, you know, out of, a couple days a week, this just sucks. That's, 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 I'm not saying that's acceptable, but I'm saying that's not bad because if you're looking for a perfect experience, that goes, that, that plays into that whole thing of perfect is the enemy of good. If you can have something that you enjoy the majority of the time, you're good. And I got to thinking, I'm like, you know what, my job, it really isn't that bad. I enjoy the people. I enjoy the actual work. There's some challenges that I have, and I'm not saying I want to stay there forever, but I'm going to make the most of it while I'm there. So it's been kind of a growth period for me, but you know, I'm just going to focus on just getting my shit together, my head together. And I will say this after, after doing a, a, like a 30 minute meditation where I just sat in silence, I just, I felt really relaxed. It was like a truly relaxation. So it was, it was kind of nice. I'm, I'm glad I was able to treat myself with that. So anyway, all that personal stuff out of the side or out of the way or whatever, <clears throat> I'm just going to leave that in there because you know what? COVID. This is, uh, this is the world we live in. Everybody's a lot more forgiving. I had one of my upcoming guests tell me that. And it's like, you know what? We are. Everybody's a lot more forgiving when it comes to the actual production value. I mean, Saturday Night Live is recording from their living rooms and, you know, Colbert Show and Jimmy Kimmel and all those, they're all recording from home. Some of them are better than others. Some of them suck. But that's one of those topics that we get into with my uh, my guest this week. Her name is LaVelma Lindsay, and she's a she's got a, a master's in management, and uh, she's a veteran, and we get into that a little bit. But she and I, you know, we we talk a lot about the COVID thing because we recorded this back in the middle of May. And so it was still a pretty new topic in terms of lockdowns and that. And it's still an ongoing thing. But, of course, there are bigger issues that are uh, – <laughs> I get into that with some other guests later. So, But anyway, uh, you all know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's changing the world, and I'm hoping for the good. So it's looking promising. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, we talk about uh, we talk about COVID. We talk about just life. It was just a good conversation. It was just a very laid back conversation. Uh, she talks about how she likes to do TikTok, which I'm not real familiar with, but she looks like she's having fun with it. And I've got links to all those things in the uh, in the description. But um, yeah, she she gave me a really interesting answer on what she thinks. You know what she says uh, she thinks happens when we die. It was kind of neat. Uh, I enjoy it. So here's my episode with Lavelle Malinzi and enjoy. You know, so we can get a perspective of where you're coming from on your on your thoughts and insights into what happens when we're gone. Right. Um, well, my name, hi, hi everyone. My name is Lavelle Malinzi. Um, I'm 42. I'm 42 years of age. Uh, I have a eight-year-old son. I served two years in the Navy. Nice. Um, I have a master's degree in management, concentration in leadership. I've worked with the you know, with the um, federal government, work with the state. Wow. Um, 
right now I'm a stay at home mom. I wanted to get my I got my master's degree. I work, but I wanted to give my son some time because years go by quick. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> yes, go by quick. Uh, I wanted to share this well while I was in grad school. Mm-hmm. I God, you know, I know we all have different beliefs, but God gave me a quote. Okay. So I've been to a lot of, I've lived in different states. I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama. I'm back here now. And I believe I was sent back here, you know. And um, my mother's on oxygen, but I, she's a strong lady. Um, back in 2000, I graduated 2016 from Strayer University in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, Lithonia, Georgia, but Atlanta. It's like um, some came over me about a quote. Aim, aim for the highest heights. So I took that quote. I had it done. Like I sent it off through. I was on Instagram, so I had it, the quote read, you know, design. And so I had it down in a T-shirt. I've been to various entrepreneurship events. I have a quote. I done. I've had a hat done. And I was going to a lot of entrepreneurship events, but since being back here in Birmingham. I know they have a, some entrepreneurship things going on, but to me, it's a little different. So I reached, I had started back, you know, putting quotes out there on Instagram, but I stopped because I felt like people, when you don't have stuff licensed, people can take your quotes. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, and I still have that in me. Like I've started a TikTok. My son helped me because, you know, we've been in COVID-19 <laughs> and my my son, he guided me. So I have a TikTok, Sun's, Sunshine Shoe 2.0. So I take, I make my little quote with picture, art, and quotes. And I I come up with quotes and I put it out there with a song or a message. Because my goal, what I want to do is to, I want to have an inspiring book for all ages because I've met people like strangers, different people dealing with depression, you know, just going through a lot. And I like to come up with quotes and inspiration to motivate people. Nice. But it's kind of, that's what I, and I'm on TikTok, you'll see my TikTok, uh, my Instagram page, my, my phone cracked on my birthday. So I had to figure out how to get my old Instagram page back up. Cause it was that was LAV uniquely seventy seven, so I have I had a lot of quotes, but I kind of slacked up, and I'm like I found what I did. I went in there and I took some of those quotes and pulled them back. So I put them on TikTok just recently. Nice. And okay. so yeah, my goal is to have a t-shirt, a t-shirt line, and a book line, whatever, and try to inspire people, especially during COVID nineteen. So. I've been kind of hesitant. I know it takes money and it's all about who you know. And I have thought about a podcast too because you have like one of my, my people that I was so like disappointed that died was Kate Spade. This is a lady who has tons of money. To my knowledge, I think she was married and she committed suicide. Mm. A lot of times, you know, people can have money, oh, but my, they don't. You got it. Money <laughs> is not the answer. You know, that's, right. yeah, totally. People can have money, they can have this, they can have that. But if they don't have anyone that they can talk to, mm-hmm. that can be, that can still be hurtful because, 
you don't have a person that you can, you know, that you can go to and talk to about your problems because you may feel like, hey, they looking at I got money. So what I've come to reality, what I've seen, like I, you know, I read. I hear about celebrities. This other guy was real funny, but nobody knows. Sometimes you, you, if you don't have no one, or you feel like you can't disclose what's going on in you without being judged, it becomes a problem because you are holding that stuff eternally. Then you feel like you don't have no one to go to. So yeah. what happens? You don't have no one to go to. You're in a situation where you decide to take your life. So with me, I've worked for years. But I realized I don't feel like that's my calling. You understand what I'm saying? Like I have a master's degree, but I don't feel like I'm fulfilled. Yeah. So I left my job. I was working at Social Security Administration. I was dealing with depression and other things with my back and everything. So um, I just try to put some inspiring whenever it comes in my, you know, in my mind or right now doing COVID-19. Um, COVID-19 has really... <laughs> giving me a big eye opener. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And during this time, the topic that you with um with Delph and with depression and everything, this going on now. To be you know, it's it's a lot. So I'm a I'm a mother, I'm a um a mother, a veteran. Um I will consider myself, you know, people I've met strangers um college degree but right now I would love to inspire people and you never know what a person going through till you talk to them a lot of times we tend to judge people by the way they're dressed oh, yeah. or they oh, got yeah. money but that's not saying that's you know that they're happy no it, well and that's that's the thing is is you know I'm, and and I've I've realized this years ago and even more so now is people have a tendency to think that they're going to make themselves happy through stuff, you know, through the car, yeah. through the, you know, and whether it's the car itself, that's going to make them happy or owning the car is going to make people think that they're established and it's going to validate them. And that's going to make them happy. But in reality, when it all comes down to it, none of that stuff really matters. You know, I mean, personally, I decided to just start driving old beater cars again because I only need to get to the grocery store. I'm not trying to impress okay. anybody. And honestly, if that car that that I that, you know, that I feel I have to get is how I'm going to meet people and how I'm going to impress people, then those are the wrong people I'm trying to impress. Right. You know, and so it's it's comes down. I mean, right now, COVID is kind of keeping everybody indoors. So now right now that car doesn't even really matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody no, gets out. But, uh, uh, you know, I it's it's one of those things where I think inspiration, I think being able to inspire people is very important right now. You know, helping people to realize, you know, this is this is not not necessarily it. And that, that's part of the reason I want to continue my podcast. I'm only just launching back up uh, now after a few months. And mm -hmm. I realize that people need more inspiration now more than ever. You know, more and I than ever. Totally. Yes. This is this is the craziest time period in the last, you know, how many years that anybody alive right now has never has not experienced anything this nuts. There are very few people no. who have been alive since, you know, during the Depression. And that's about the only other thing that could compare to this, in my opinion, at least. Yes. Even when I obtained my bachelor's in 2009, mm -hmm. you know, you remember the recession. It was. 
What's that? You broke up. Uh, yes. Um, well, uh, uh, what what happened was during 2009, I don't think this is worse than the recession. Yeah. They're not claiming that it is yet, but honestly, it is. I mean, come on. During the recession, yeah, it affected the housing market and and it affected the uh, affected the job market and four hundred one ks and all that. But you know, we've got we're only seeing the beginning of this. You know, the, the, everybody thinks that this thing's going to all of a sudden magically disappear. I don't think so. I think this is going to last Mm-mm. for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it's already they trying to cover it up, but I'm I'm <laughs> I'm looking like no, because a lot of companies have had to close on. You know, yeah, yeah, that wasn't going on before this. Come no, on. during the recession, you didn't see stuff like that happen. I mean, it no, happened, but is, not to this level. Not to this extent. I'm talking about for for example, if I'm not, I think Ghost Gym is having to close down, yeah. it's like companies all of a sudden having to shit down. Period. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's the other thing is that they talk about like back with the depression. There was a 30% unemployment rate, but that was gradually over a period of years. We've gone to, what, a 15% almost unemployment rate within weeks. Weeks. I'm talking about weeks. Now, that's the... This is a shocker. Um, is sad. Um, is It's changed. It's yeah. changed our totally. everyday life. I'm talking about I had things like medical appointments um, oh, had yeah. to get rescheduled now i'm gonna be honest i don't think i want to go until later um it's change it's gonna change the dynamics of people wanting to eat out mm-hmm. because they're saying you don't know if restaurants are clean and i've done fast food before and that's yeah. true oh yeah oh yeah and sure, you know so they, they, they're making rules and all that but how many times has it happened i mean i went and i got pizza the other day And I wear a mask for two reasons. A, to keep me safe, but also to keep them safe. Because, again, this is one of those things that, who knows, I don't know if I've even got it yet, you know? Right. And it's one of those things Mm -hmm. that it's, I look at it as almost a a respect type of thing to wear one. Yes. You know? And we were at Target last night, and there was a whole bunch of, you know, those dude bro types, you know, the the frat boy kinds. And they were just running around without any masks on. And and it's like, yeah, but, you know, I you know that they think either one of two things. This is either nonsense or they're going to live forever and it's not going to affect them. See, and I've talked to some people that feel like, you know, I... I had heard about it, but I didn't think it was going. I didn't think it was going to be this serious. You understand? Yeah, yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been asked why I wore a mask. Well, number one, because for my health reasons and mm-hmm. to protect me and to protect others. And what people don't understand is it's in the air. Yes. So you don't know. Yes. You don't. You don't. And then with the planes, you don't know. When, where, all we can do is hope for the best. It was a doctor. I don't know if you heard about him. He was on the plane. And he was covered up, supposedly. He And he said, only reason he think he got it, it was his eyes. You know, they saying this, you can get it from your eyes, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he was the other thing. Up. Pe- yeah, people are only wearing masks. I wear glasses, but that's not going to stop it if it gets in my eyes. And I was just watching last night. There's new developments because that's the other thing that's crazy is it's like, and I've talked about this before, but the news has gotten to the point where you remember when you would read an article and it would be two months old and you're like, yeah, that's pretty relevant. Now, if there's an article about COVID that's more than two days old, I dismiss it because it's changing daily. And they're finding out now 
that if you talk at an audible level, it can stay in the air for upwards of eight minutes. That's true. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, and it's like walking through it, you know, you walk through a place like Target or, you know, on a, on a hiking trail, you know, people are always like, oh, there aren't too many people there. Okay. You got people huffing and puffing. You're going to walk through that stuff. If you don't have a mask on, who knows if you are going to get it. I mean, and that's, you know, and that's something I, I talk about is it's like, I hope to God that we're all wrong. I hope to God we're all being hypochondriacs and this was really nothing. And, and all of it was just nonsense and blah, 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 blah. I don't think that's the case. But I would love that to be the case, you know, fine. I'll I'll laugh at myself. I'll be like, you're right. I was paranoid. I was being a hypochondriac. This is ridiculous. You're right. You're totally right. I don't think that's going to be the case, though. No, me either, because it just seemed like this is going to be around ever. It has affected and then we can't say it's, it's hitting us in different. I don't know, in various ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I'm going to be honest, this has increased our depression, oh, PTSD, yeah. our mm-hmm. level of, to be honest, concerned about death. I'm going to be honest. Death, yeah. yes. Death and suicide, death, suicide. And it breaks my heart. Remember that doctor? She was a white doctor, very good doctor. Mm-hmm. She took her life. She couldn't take it no more. Yes, yeah, she I, was around and she was seeing a lot. And I can only imagine how she felt. Beautiful lady. That that, that Beautiful. And, and that's that's the sad thing is I'm hearing these medical people, and back, I'm from a, originally from a town called Saginaw, Michigan, um, GM town. You know, hit hit with with depression years ago. You know, financial depression years ago because of GM basically pulling out. But anyway. Um, this was about a month and a half ago or so. And she's a friend of, uh, like a high school, you know, uh, uh, student or not high school student, but, uh, um, someone that was in high school with my wife, uh, classmate and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, those difficult words that have problems with them. But, um, anyway, uh, That's okay. uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, she had, um, uh, she works in the local hospital there and she's like, I'm seeing all these people. And this is a small town, mind you, this is a p- town of maybe 50,000 people. And she's like, I'm seeing all these cases come in and then I'm worried for me. I'm worried for my life. I'm worried for the, you know, the other people's lives. And, and, uh, and then she goes out and she heads home and sees all these people in large groups and they're partying and they're having, you know, beer parties in their front yard and barbecues and things like that. And she's like, I just want to go and slap them. Because there, people are just still not thinking that this is for real. And it's yes. sad. It's scary. Yes. And then you remember the kids that was out at the beaches and stuff? Oh, yeah. Some of them, you know, I'm in Alabama. So mm-hmm. they went back to their state and they had it. Yeah. A lot of people took this lightly. Then you got it. You know, I'm like, it don't matter what age you are. That's another thing. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing they're starting to find out. Remember when we first heard way back two months ago? People. It was old people. Yeah, it was only a breathing it was thing. People. Totally. Yeah. But no, no. they talking about, that's why I'm protective of my eight-year-old son. You got it. They're saying, yeah, you know, did you see on, because I look at my cell phone, and I'm tablet, and I'm just, my heart, they got real cases. And when you get a child, they were showing how the rashes develop, how the, how the rashes develop and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, um, there, was, there was a little girl I saw. She was only five. Yeah, it was sad. Sad. Real sad. Yeah. Her, it was the girl, she died. 
it's been, you know, it's just been a lot. There's been a lot now. Yeah. This was, this was one of the first cases and, uh, and she was like five years old. Uh, I want to say it was in Detroit. I I can't remember what her name is, but, um, it's just, it's, Uh it's unreal. And this was when they were still thinking it was just for old people. Or people who had pre-existing conditions, you know. But right, but here's the sad. I think her mother was a police officer, and I her father's so. a fire, and it was a firefighter. Yes, a yes, that's them. That's the that's the the little girl I'm talking about, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah and it's like okay, so they're both frontline uh, um, first responder types, and for all we know, they got it, brought it back to her, thinking it was nothing, because again, this was still when it was only an old people thing. <laughs> And and she got it, and you don't know you even have it for weeks. It's just, it's terrifying. So you know, I think if you're if you're gonna do you know if you're gonna do positive quotes and positive messages and put them on t-shirts, I mean, use some of those. There's those websites out there that'll you just pretty much put your stuff on there and 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 you know uh, get it on a store and just do it on consignment. Mm-hmm. Don't I wouldn't bother printing it up and trying to sell them. Do it on that whole mm-hmm. drop ship kind of thing where somebody likes it, they order it, and then you just get a smaller commission, but you're not putting out that money. You could literally get started okay. for free. Okay. Because that's know? what I was trying to figure out. I was like, I know I got what it takes. Oh, yeah. You got a master's yeah. degree. Come on. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> you Thank know? Thank you. Yeah. Yes, you it. That's. I mean, that's, that's, I don't have a master's degree. I got a bachelor's degree in art. Come on. But you still, that's that's great. You know what I'm saying? I'm, any type of education is great. Oh, any I agree. Type. Yeah, yeah. And then there's always a school of hard knocks, too. You know, I mean, there are people who have accomplished major things without having a formal education. You know, but I do mm-hmm. think a formal education helps in other, in other areas. I mean, if anything, it gives you, you know, the discipline um, of follow through. You know, that's what mm-hmm. a lot of places, they, they're looking for someone who has a degree just simply from the standpoint of were you able to follow through with this thing? It took me like, what, seven, eight, nine years, I don't remember, how, to get my degree, but I got it, you know, and I was, right. and it was, it was that kind of thing. And so, you know, I don't necessarily think it's 100% necessary, but I do think it is valuable, if that makes sense. You know, you don't need it, but if you get it, it's valuable because of that whole follow through. And what else you can learn, you know, because it might open your eyes taking an elective. I mean, I've I've had it to where I've taken an elective and changed my whole perspective on what I was going to do for my you know degree. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm stuck in an IT world. You know, I'm doing IT work and I and I, I hear you on that whole not feeling fulfilled kind of thing, because that's uh, not what I want to do. You know, this podcast, right. this is more what I want to do. You want to do things mm-hmm. where you're in, you know uplifting people and you're wanting to you know, uh, give people hope. I mean, that, that stuff, people are eating that up right now because we need it. Yes. Cause I, we are hurting to mm-hmm. be honest. And, and it, it varies, you know, depending on your finances, it's a lot to deal with. Oh it's, yeah. It's That's, there are people who are going through some really, really hard times right now. I mean, I'm fortunate that I'm able to work from home and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that. You know, right. and it's like there are people right now who are wondering how they're going to pay the rent. And I'm sorry, that little that little stimulus check is only going to that's a band aid on a gaping wound. Right. You know, it's not going to cover everything. No, they need to that what they what needs to happen. And this is what I'm hoping happens from a financial standpoint. I'm hoping that this kind of puts a reset switch on the whole economy in terms of, you know, there are there are houses that are way overpriced. 
You know, yeah. there are cars that are way overpriced. I mean, the, the, the income hasn't increased as much to coincide with the cost of living. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. think, look at it from a standpoint, from a generational thing. There were people who were, you know, who were high schoolers in the 60s and 70s and, and even in the early 80s. When they got out of school, they got a decent job. You know, if they got a decent job, but there were people, I, I, like I said, I'm from Saginaw, Michigan, and there were people b- making probably upwards of $20 in the 70s. And they were able to yeah. get out and get it. You know, they could buy a car. My neighbor, he was like, I've never owned it. I've never had a credit card. I've never had wow. to, you know, yeah, he never had to. He always had cash because he worked at GM. He went and bought a Corvette at 22 years old because he worked at GM and was making a ton of money, especially for that time. I mean, 20 bucks an hour in the 70s is like 60, 70 bucks an hour now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty thousand dollar year job. What does a twenty two year old kid need with that? Come on, right. <laughs> you know? And so, that's true. I mean, and 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 for those of you who are, you know, if you're listening and you're twenty two years old and you're making that kind of money, good for you. But it's like yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, there were people at the same time making a buck twelve an hour or whatever minimum wage was, barely getting mm-hmm. by. You know, and and that's the other thing is minimum wage. You can't live off that. I don't know how people live off that unless they've got, you know, 10 people to an apartment kind of thing. Right. You can't. Mm-mm. You know, and that's mm-hmm. if anything, this whole COVID thing is going to point out the 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 cracks in our system. You know, the medical cracks. Oh, yeah. And that's that's what I'm hopeful for. That's what I cling to. I hope that it points out things that have been overlooked mm-hmm. that. You know, in our medical system, is showing because, let's say, like I, I think it's said, if the nurse and the doctors don't go to work, they get fired or they speak up. Yeah. Because I have, I have a problem right now. You know, it's because individuals and organizations and people donate masks to protect them. Why aren't they getting? Don't and then in the hospital, who's holding this, this their supplies back? Yeah. Why are you holding their supplies back? Because they're here to help us. How can they help us and feel safe completely completely when you know, when there are supplies, medical supplies are not getting to them. Exactly. You know, to protect them. PPE gear. Yeah, exactly. And, and and the thing is is what what a lot of people don't think about is that if they're gone, no one's gonna do that. No. And then everybody else when they do get sick, <laughs> they're SOL. You know, they're they're out of luck. Yeah, it's it's just it's yeah, and and, you know, and not only that, but it's it's the other systems. It's a safety net. It's the you know what happens when when a a chunk of the population is unemployed. The unemployment Mm -hmm. lines were flooded. You know, I mean, I know people or know of people. um, In fact, my my one friend, his wife was unemployed during this, and she had fortunately gotten herself set up with unemployment before that, and since then she's gotten a job, so good for her. But she was unemployed for a while and then the COVID thing happened and they were worried about if she was going to be able to start, you know, continue getting her checks because there were all those people who they would call the unemployment office or when he would call the unemployment office, uh, uh, you know, or they would, uh, when she would call to get her checks, there would be times where it'd be a two hour wait to talk yeah. to somebody, you know, and there were people who were just not able to even get unemployment. That's scary when they can't right. even get it, you know? So it's just, there needs to be something where there needs to be a reset. There needs to be some kind of, you know, raise the 
the ceiling on 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 the haves and the have nots, or or I should say, raise Thank the ceilings you. on the have nots and lower the ceiling on the haves. Yes, because um, I'm considered low income, mm-hmm. but my thing of it is, I, and I'm putting it out here, taking a chance. I feel like if you're low income, you know, it's been talked about urban communities. It's been talked about providing testing, you know, for mm-hmm. it's like certain people can get testing quicker than others. And I don't think that's fair. I think basically COVID-19 and it's sad to say, I think COVID-19 is going to exposure. It has exposed a lot already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's there's way more than they think. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's exposed a lot. I, being a veteran, yeah. I was um, upset because I miss my doctors. You know, they they talk to me on the phone, you know, if I need them to or for an appointment. But they weren't having all their protective gear. That's a problem. You know, they should definitely have all their protective gear. They should have and, it over anybody else. Yes, these... This is the VA. I'm talking about not just my VA. I'm talking about all the VA hospitals. Yeah. That right there, like that, you know, because I can't. It's just, whew, it was just done. Found a lot of things coming out. Then I got upset when I saw how how you expect for the doctors and the nurses and everybody, and they they have families. Yeah, but just. They're bringing it back to their families, and it's going to go and it's going to spread to whoever their fam- families are in contact with. You know, it's it's that's why I didn't buy uh, when I got a mask. I bought it off of Etsy. I bought it from a private individual. My wife actually bought them for us for for my wife, my son, and myself. We got them off of Etsy. They're really well made, and um, they. Uh, 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 in fact, maybe I'll throw her link, the woman's uh, link, on my on the description there. But because um, okay. they were great, you know, and, and they were reasonable and she uh, she made them, you know, you could tell they were they were well made and they're not the ones that the doctors and the nurses and the first responders and all of them should have. You know, and that's the other right. thing is something that uh, I've talked about in other episodes is there's all those people who are forced to go to work. You know, the people who are working in, in retail and working in, you know, fast yes. food and all that. I mean, they, they're, yeah. I got a friend who works it's, at a liquor store and, and it's deemed essential. So he's got to go in. He's got to suit up like a doctor, but he's got to go in every day, you know. Hold on. They make the liquor store deemed essential? They are, you, are you serious right they, now? I'm dead serious. At least in certain states. It is here. I'm in Colorado. It is here. They've deemed <gasps> liquor stores and dispensaries as uh, you know, oh ma- marijuana my. dispensaries as, as necessary. And honestly, I could see the marijuana one. I, I genuinely I mean, I can't because it's medicinal. I could see know. both, but to make them, I got. I, I'm not going. I know somebody having to go to work here. I, and it's been a case. I know another friend. I just feel like why can't you? What I don't like about certain companies, care let allow them to work from home. It's too late to say I'm sorry when they get sick and in the hospital bed. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've had a lot of, oh Jesus, I'm like Lord, give me strength. <laughs> but I'm I'm very upset because I feel like as companies, you're the CEO, and if you truly care about your people, if you truly care about this company, you would allow you will find a way for your employees to work from home. You got it. 
And that's that was the thing is my wife's company. At first, they were hesitant and then they figured out how to do it. In my company, I worked for the state of Colorado. They were like, yeah, let's get you home. Let's have you, you know, remote in or whatever kind of thing. Um, you know, and, and mm-hmm. admittedly, there are certain jobs that you can't really do remotely. But the, and, and at least the friend of mine who works at the liquor store, their company was kind of forward thinking in the sense that they did the whole curbside drop off type of thing before this was even really happening. So it was easy for them to just kind of move into that. So now all they do is the curbside. So somebody makes their order, mm. they come and drop it off, you know, and then they come and pick it up. And, um, but I order from, you know, we, we go out cause I still, here's the other thing is it's, I still want to support local businesses. So there's a, a restaurant that my wife and I frequent and, uh, the way we do it, I call her on the phone, you know, the woman that works there, she takes my order down. I pay with a credit card over the phone. I go there. Mm-hmm. She then, you know, she makes the food or, you know, the people there make the food. I call her when I'm there. She brings it out in a box. She's got a mask on. I got a mask on. I then bring the box of food home. I take it out of the containers that are, that they sent me home with, put them in mm-hmm. my own containers, throw those containers they sent me home with out. And then I eat my right. food. I wash my hands a couple times. I mean, I go through a whole process. We don't do it very often. Me too. But you know, that's the way to be safe. And even that's not hundred percent safe, but at least it's safer. No. You know, right. That's what I do. I come home, I buy groceries, I put them on the floor. And if, you know, I wipe, I take them out. I use dish, dish detergent, you know, mm-hmm. something I can't use pine soda to wipe them. But I take a warm dish detergent. And I also found some dish detergent that's antibacterial, nice. antibacterial. Okay. I found some. And so I wipe the table, the floor, you know, because oof, it's, it's, it's been kind of. It's a process, and I did a respiratory, and I'm oh, I was yeah. sleep apnea machine. That's sort of so, why, yeah, yeah. So I'm dealing with that. My mother, I have to be careful when I take her some food because she's on oxygen. She, if she's on oxygen, that's a serious thing, right there. Yeah. Yes. So I have. It's been. I've been trying to not to go over there too too much because they have rules over there too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a senior apartment complex. That's it's my a senior apartment. That's... It's a senior apartment. So they are very. They have strict rules. And you and that's know, good. I understand. That's good. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's been a, um, but see, my mother was already, she would wipe down everything anyway before COVID 19 came into place. See, that's good. <laughs> before it, it yeah. right. And so, you know how we do, we, we bring groceries home, you don't wipe them out, you just put them in the refrigerator. Exactly. But my mother's always, she said, she said, LaVemma, you know, she's done this. So this is going to make us be more cleaner wipe more I even take I'm gonna be I take a rag or something with antibacterial and I had cloak wipes and wiping out my car. You know your car gets dusty inside. Oh yeah. Whether oh, yeah. um what it will. So I just been trying to make sure to the best of my ability my son has a mask, I have a mask, my mother, but she don't go out and this, you know, I mostly try to go get what she needs. Yeah. Um, but it's been kind of, it's been uh, then the hardest part for me wearing this mask is standing in these lines. Because you wearing a, you wearing a mask now. Then you stand in line. <laughs> Sometimes lines are longer than others. Uh, it, it's been a, it, it's been hard, but I'm trying to make the best, you know, the best of it. Yeah. And praying that they find a cure Praying that uh, I hope that this brings us closer together. Um, hoping that you know uh, that who's helping us, the frontline people, police officers, because every cop is not bad. Every you know, um, hoping yeah, that we we'll love. 
that's yeah. the thing in general is that you brought up a good point. Not every cop is bad. Not every, not every person is bad. No, you know, because I'm. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Speaking of the news, and I'm not going to do this whole you know fake news crap that Trump does. But what I'm saying is, is that the media, the media has a tendency to only show us the bad. Yeah, and I get tired. Like the COVID nineteen is hard enough. Oh yeah, you know, and then COVID nineteen. It, 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 totally, it, totally, and it and it's you know because not every not everybody you know i know some cops who were good guys i know some cops who were you know scumbags you know so it's like they're, right. they're, you got you know uh you, you've got um different all types i know people who work in the it industry that are really good people i know some people in the it industry that are not you know i mean it's it's people it's not necessarily it's yeah it's not the occupation you know right it's um, not the occupation is it's, it's been a um I just pray that it makes us. That's why I want to. I'm praying to the Lord. You, I pray that I can get my message out, and that I pray that we can learn to love more from this. Absolutely. I pray that love, love, care, be kind. Um, I hope that you know strangers. You know, because yeah, it's been told that strangers happen now too. Now, so. This should the ones who got money. I'm not saying everybody's like that, mm. but I pray that we it teaches us that we're no better than the next person. You know, just us sticking together as a family. Don't matter the color of the race. Yeah, I hope definitely. that it all brings us together when this is all over with because this has affected all of us in some way, form, or fashion. That's and 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 I completely agree on that. You know, and I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping that this would be like that common enemy that the whole world would come together on, you know, mm-hmm. like, you remember, you remember um, that independence day movie with Will Smith? Mm-hmm. Yes. How, when there was an alien invasion, everybody else dropped all the nonsense that they were dealing with, you know, between countries, between, you know, and fought that common enemy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that this would do that. And we still might, but it's, it's, it's so disheartening when I, when I, you know, go out in public and I still see the, you know, the jerks that are cutting people off and the, you know, people who are, again, not wearing their masks and, and the people who think this is nonsense. And I mean, in, in you know, Michigan, they had people who stormed the Capitol with AR-15 rifles and that because even... it was it was unreal, you know, and of course it was a bunch of rednecks, you know, they're running in there and they're doing all that, you know, and I'm all in favor of people having their guns and having their rights and doing all that kind of stuff. But it's like but there, it's a time for that. There's it's a, a time. time for that. Yes. And and it's just uh, I, I can't I'm gonna be honest with you. It's down here at the Montgomery. I'm in Alabama and Birmingham. Oh, it's man. down here at the Capitol in Montgomery. People talking about open, open back the state. And I'm like, excuse me, they if they don't take this serious, that can cause trouble on every level. You got it. You well, people don't understand. And these are people, you know, they I'm like, oh my gosh, you must have had nothing to affect you close. You know, (laughs) people, a friend of mine, you know, she shared me, she asked about her family we had. Okay. So are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Um, and they they are at the capital acting a donkey. They were at the capital acting a donkey. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's that's on a donkey. And that's where people seem to be doing it is they keep going to the capitals. They keep going in and trying to, you know, here in Denver, they, they were rushing the capital and they weren't going in. They were, you know, because that's, that's the thing in Michigan, you can't bring a protest sign, but you can bring in a gun. So they brought their guns. I mean, come on. Huh? Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They were in they the capital. They can cap- do that? <laughs> yeah. Look, check out the news. Google it. Put in, put in Michigan oh capital. There were people inside the Capitol building with guns and they were calling the governor like a Nazi or some ridiculous stuff. <gasps> Yeah, it, it's it's unreal, you know, oh because people are all God. up in arms because they can't, you know, to quote Jimmy Kimmel, they can't go to Applebee's, you know. Actually, it wasn't Jimmy well, Kimmel. It was somebody. I don't know. <laughs> right, but it's sad that because nothing that happened to you or your family or somebody close to you, you, so, and I'm like, do you think you're immune to this? And that's it. I think a lot of people think that this is a joke. A lot no, of people it think, ain't. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Of course not. It's not a no. This ain't. Oh, it ain't over with the worst yet. God, now I'm sitting it. here. I see. It. I see the writing on the wall. I totally do. I agree with you there. This is the tip <laughs> of the iceberg, as far as I'm concerned. This ain't over with. No. Nope. And then I don't know if you. I'm sure you heard. It's coming back in the fall. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: is it's going to be like the Spanish flu back in 1918, 1919, and that they had it. There was an outbreak, and then it went away, and then it came back harder. That's what yeah, we're in this for. Is, yes, and it makes me sad because I'm like, do y'all know you guys say it's and all this, and then you had to keep going to these capitals. Really? And then, I'm, I don't know. I got a, I got a whole lot to say. Yeah. But oh, I yeah, we can go say, on about this forever. <laughs> I can go on this because this is really, I'm seeing how they did the VA hospitals. They're not giving them um not giving all the hosp- VA hospitals, not just the VA, because I'm a vet. You know I'm what? Talking the, about every health, every health, every that's hospital. A, that's another issue, though, that I've had with the VA system. Is that it's almost like they. Do, I, I got a friend who was in the VA system, and it was like um, he was on that USS Cole. You remember that? Mm-hmm. You know that being in I the vape. Navy. It, it was. Yes. It was that one that was bombed. This was back in. Jeez, I want to say in the early 90s or maybe mid 90s i think i vaguely remember that yeah it was a battleship um anyway he was on that and you know he got disability and and uh, and i worked with him at a place uh when i was working in michigan and he uh you know he would have some issues sometimes with with that and the disability and all those kinds of things but it's like my opinion veterans they put their life you put your your life on you know risk first of all put it on Mm -hmm. hold and put it at risk for the well-being of other people, I think that should be automatically free benefits for life. And yeah, they call it the VA system, but the VA system is like, you know, it's one of those they programs. They don't, they don't finance <laughs> it, you know. Yeah, this and see, I'm a vet. I'm going. I'm dealing with something now. Fighting for, fighting for, you know, dealing with, you know, trying to. And these well, people who oh, you a vet, they think, oh, you got to eat. You got it oh, made, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, please, yeah. because I was blessed. I got, I probably got orders to go overseas, but my orders wind up in here in San Diego. Well, the, it worked out because my uncle, he was like a daddy figure. He died a couple of years later. He mm-hmm. died years later. He got to see me go to college. So I, it worked out because he would drive. He's retired Air Force. So mm-hmm. he got to see me come down to eat, eat with me. Um, because when you're in the military, you don't have time to look at race and color. Yeah. So you learn, you're going to have friends of various backgrounds, various cultures, because 
and that's what we need to be as a society. Bingo. I feel like, yes, yes, it has been racism. But if you're in a situation, <laughs> you ain't got time to be looking at you. You got to come together. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So I, it's opened up a lot. Um, this COVID-19 has exposed a lot that maybe I over, was overlooking and then, but um, I'm like, no, you need to give every hospital whatever the heck they need. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure when they get to the hospital, whoever's trying to uphold what they need, that's not right. Don't Because they have families. They're putting their, they're not, you know, not being able to eat like I've seen on TV. Um, a lady, she started a thing, what you call it? Um, well, they like some people. Uh, uh-uh. it's like they go. She has started. She's trying to figure out how she can help them, and she a tra- not a trailer, RV, RV. Where oh, they go yeah, stay yeah. in the RV, you know, because they can't. I didn't realize this. They're having to stay elsewhere here in Montgomery. You got they some of them standing um on Auburn campus. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To keep their family safe. Yeah. They're yeah. having to, they showed on Mother's Day how lady she was making sure she won. She was in the RV. They making sure, I didn't realize it. They're trying to, just because they have families don't mean they can be in close contact with them now. Yeah, exactly. That's, well, and, and I think I read that the people that are in, uh, I think it's Allentown, Pennsylvania, where they're making those masks, where, uh, um, Trump went in without wearing a mask. Go figure. Um, mm. but he, uh, mm-hmm. they, they, where they make those masks. I think it was that same factory where they were staying in the factory for upwards of like 28, 30 days. So they can, you know, not in, get infected and bring it back into the factory. Right. And that's kind of hard. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, a big that's damn near impossible. To, yes. It's, it's, it's been a, when I say, Plants shutting down temporarily. Mm-hmm. But what gets me is companies that's forcing their people to come to work. I have a problem with that. I, I think that's wrong. Yeah. I think that you're putting your people at risk, especially if you know you've had a COVID-19 case. Why would you put them back at risk? That's exactly. Are, that- and I'm not just talking. I'm talking about companies that then had. If you know you've had, you've... <laughs> I ain't going to call the company name, Mm-mm. but it's in Birmingham. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't want to, you don't want to necessarily mm-hmm. say the name, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. public but, record, yeah. but I get it. But get still it. it's wrong. It's yeah. wrong. It's wrong. It's immoral. I think it shows me. And that's another sad thing. I mean, it's just been, I'm like, you, I feel like some people having a hard but I feel like other companies, they just looking at their dollars. That's... They're looking at their, their, see, I'm a business major. You mm-hmm. understand? I've been in a lot of entrepreneurship. I went to a pitch idea with Damien, the man from um, Shark Tank was there. Pitch your idea. Okay. But through Budweiser. So by me going to entrepreneurship events and being a business major, I look at things from a different perspective. I'm sure. You understand? the average person, yeah. Yes, because my eyes are open on the business side. My eyes are open, you know, on um, as a personal level, as an individual level. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at, wow, you're just thinking about how your company can become rich. You're not looking at your employees because just taking various classes in my grad degree, it taught me a lot on how to deal with everyday life. Yeah. And um, I look at, I see it's about numbers. And, and that's people. all it is. When they're sitting there it's talking about having, 
they're, they're talking about having to open the, the economy back up. And yeah, I understand the economy is hurting, but the problem is, is they're looking for the short gain. They're yes, not looking yes. for the long haul. Mm -hmm. You end up opening up the economy again. You end up making it to where people, they, they lowered the regulations in Wisconsin and they've got video footage of them all arm at arm, you know, basically shoulder to shoulder in bars all over mm -hmm. Milwaukee and that. All that's going to do is cause this thing to spike even harder. And then see, what are you going to do when people, yeah, when everybody's dead, what does it matter? Totally. Yeah. When people, see, I'm, I'm, man, I could be on your podcast all day. <laughs> when people, because I have a lot, I'm telling you, I have, and I have a heart for people. Yeah. You understand? But I be, I'm like, what can I, like, I want to do some major to help. But I'm like, Lord, what is it that you, but I'm hurting it makes my anxiety go up. When I see how she, when people start really falling dead, mm -hmm. God, you understand, like, so is it about the numbers or is it about taking care of us as a citizen? You know, I mean, what, it, I don't, I'd rather for everybody to be safe because what happens when people go back out in the workforce? I'm talking about they kind of open up all over completely. And it's people dying. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. What you going to do then? It's too late to say I'm sorry. No, exactly. And that's that's the thing is it's like what people don't realize is that when half the society is gone, your business is going to go under. Because at that mm -hmm. point, people are going to see firsthand what's really important. And that new... You know, that new laptop computer, that new HD TV, all that crap is not going to mean squat. Mm -hmm. You it's, know, it's, it's just, ugh. but again, I, personally, I don't think it means squat right now. I got a 10 year old TV and a 15 year old, 17 year old car that I bought for 800 bucks. Because <laughs> you know? okay. I, I, it's, it's the peace of mind, you know? Yes, and that's trying to look for now so i can send it because i got stuck in a lease so i'm I, honestly i'm looking for a vehicle seriously yeah. right now yeah leases, I can, oh those are <laughs> i've 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 got friends who have gotten tied up in leases and then they roll the negative mileage that they have into a car loan and then they've got negative equity or whatever on oh, then again there is no equity on a car but you know what i mean mm. they've got they've got added debt on top of the car because of a lease that went bad i just yeah leases are bad yeah, news in my opinion yes it's very and i didn't realize how long i had it i thought it was short enough until i just found out this year i said oh no i said i'm getting out of this i'm i'm as I speak now, I'm trying to research and find a um, reasonable price SUV. That's what I'm trying to research for as I speak now. That's that's what I'm looking for. Absolutely. That's uh well and me personally, I I with a lease, you're talking they want two, three thousand dollars down. It's yes. like honestly, I, you mm -hmm. could buy a decent used vehicle. Most of my vehicles have been actually all of my vehicles have been under ten thousand dollars. If I bought them at a dealership, they were five, six, seven thousand bucks, and they were decent, you know. But this, like I said, this car here, I spent eight hundred dollars on it, and it's been fine. I brought it up on the podcast a few times because it's like, you know what, you don't need all that other stuff. It's honestly, really? I, 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 I had a meeting, a business meeting, because I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneur myself. I've been involved in a bunch of different stuff, and you know, I've had, I've owned businesses in the mall and things like that. Whatever, that's a whole other story. But I had a meeting. And a woman lived maybe a couple miles further from me, and she's got this like brand new, you know, red sports car type Audi. And it's like, what do you need that for? I mean, is it to show everybody that you're successful? But it was like a, or no, 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 I take it back. It was a Lexus. 
and it was like an it was it was like an eighty thousand dollar Lexus, and I'm like, that's like having a Corvette to go get your groceries. What do you need that yeah. for? You know, you don't need mm-hmm. all of that car. But again, I think it's yeah. people think that you know, it's image. That's the image of success. Of success, and it's like I've I've watched documentaries on millionaires, and it's like you know what? Most millionaires don't have those flashy cars. No, and that's what I watch. Like I've watched um, there is you know I look at Shark Tank. One of mm-hmm. my favorite, you know, you learn a lot. Um, Oprah, just and I'm, I said, okay, I said, I want to let me just keep me a decent, I just want a decent car and pay cash for yes. and be done. You got I'm, it. I'm out, I'm done. I've had enough cars that, uh uh-uh, uh, car pay. payments, and that's that's mm-hmm. exactly that's that. an. People know the store. But yeah. Well, but that's why people are so miserable is people are caught up. They've got that whole, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a car so I can go to work so I can pay for my car. You know, but then not to cut you off, but then times like these, look what's going on. A lot of people going to lose. You understand what I'm saying? You know, lose a day. And I, I pray no one loses what they'll work for. Yeah. But it's kind of like now pay cash or pay cash. try to get something reasonable because nobody knew they was going to be in this situation. Exactly. Come on. That's my wife and I, we don't, we don't own a house. We live in an apartment for that reason. Right. Because it, I, honestly, I've gotten the back of my mind. If all of a sudden it came down to where I couldn't live in the apartment, we just go buy a cheap RV or something. and live in See, you small. No, I had thought about, I, um, now before I talked to you, I had looked up tiny homes. Yes. Tiny homes. That's, that is something I'm very passionate about. I just wish I knew where to begin because it's that whole, tr- you know, it, it, yes. where do you get the land? How do you put it on the land? How do you get the license to put on the land? Because there's a lot of, a lot of areas where, you can't put that on there for more than so many oh. days a year. And it's it's a big mess. Because believe me, I would totally start that. Get one of those shipping containers and turn it into mm-hmm. a tiny home, whatever, you know. But yeah, that, it's been on my mind. Because um, just looking at society and uh, <coughs> they have them here in Warrior, Alabama. Mm-hmm. So I just sent them a note. You know, hopefully they'll get back to me to give me more information. Yeah. Yeah, look into the housing ordinances and all that, you know, and find yourself, you know, what I'd like to do is find a piece of land, a couple acres with like electrical and water or something I could put a septic tank on, put that tiny home Mm -hmm. on there and just call it a day. Be done, you know. Right. That's what I'm looking at because right now I think it's about us all being debt free. That's that's what I think. To me, that's the new American dream. You know, the Dead American free. dream used to be the the house with the two point five kids or whatever. You know, and the 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 white picket fence and the the car and the driveway and the dog in the yard and all that kind of stuff. That's not to me. That's not the new American dream. The new American dream is to be debt free, as far as I'm concerned, Dead too. Free. Yeah. Yes, I mean, that's another thing that's inspiring my right. If you are debt free, then you ain't, you won't have to worry about all this because you know I see the car dealerships coming up with. Uh, you can get this for three, you know, no payment for three or four months. Mm-hmm. But then after what happens? Yeah. Then you're stuck in a payment for seven years. You know, but people, people think in terms of instant gratification or people think in terms. And this is something I, and I brought this up several times on the pod, pod, podcast is people get, you know, I remember hearing the story way back in the day. And it got me thinking about this whole pretty much anti-materialism kind of thing is you get a new car. 
and it's the best thing. You know, you've had your eye on this car, whatever it was, you know, Mercedes, Corvette, whatever it happens to be, this cool, cool car that you wanted. You get it, and at first, it's incredible, and you feel great, and you feel on top of the world. Then after a couple months or so, yeah, this is still pretty cool. A few more months down the road, and yeah, okay, yeah, no, I like my car. And then before you know it, all of a sudden, it's a headache, and it's a car, and it's a burden. It's a financial burden, and it's just a car. Mm-hmm. You know, and it might, and honestly, it probably takes less time than that. I've never had a real fancy car, so I wouldn't know. But it's one of those things. But I've bought things that I have had the highest intention to use, and I use it for a few days, a few weeks, and then all of a sudden it just sits on a shelf, you know. But when I bought yeah. it, it satisfied that thing. Fortunately, none of my purchases are ever huge, and usually I buy stuff used, you know. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's still, it's a still concept is there because there's that, there's that. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's, it's serotonin, I think it is, that gets released mm-hmm. in the brain when you buy something that's gratifying. Uh, and when it, it, it's the same, the brain can't tell the difference between that and the chocolate bar. So if you have this need to go get something, get a chocolate bar. <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? it's, it's just so, you know, so much. It's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, what's funny is this topic of this is uh, let's laugh about death. But you know what? I don't think we even have to go there. I mean, we've t- we're lo- we've been talking about something bigger is, you know, the the our society. Where is it going? Is it the death of our society? Is it, you know, uh, uh, who knows? You know, and, and, and honestly, I mean, from talking to you, I, I have a pretty good idea of where where you think we go. So, you know what? Let's let's touch on that. We're in, 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 in a nutshell. Where do you think happens when we die? I think what happens till we die, um, in my opinion, I feel like we don't have to deal with pain and grief anymore. Um, I believe in my heart that it's pleasant. Okay. Depending, you know, I believe first when we die, before you die, or when you know you die, make sure you have repented for all your sins. Because okay. if you haven't repented or, you know, even though you may not say it to that person, you can tell, you know, like, hey, forgive me of my sins. And because if you take all that to your grave, I feel like that can affect your second life. I believe this right here on earth is our physical life. Okay. When, but I believe when we leave this world, that's our second. You understand? Like. Nice. It's a new, another beginning. You understand? Because this is our flesh. This This is is our flesh. Yeah. This is is just physically. Nobody talks about, you know, after you leave, the second, you know, this is, this be your second life. Where I feel like you'll be at peace. You'll be able to uh, enjoy, be around people, but if you haven't let go of everything that has troubled you, you taking it and you're not going to enjoy your second life. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you're going to be uh, still cranky, but if you have forgiven yourself and you have asked for forgiveness and you have, whether you talk to the person or not, like I'm learning, they with me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to let go of some things I thought I was old with. Um, I met my father while I was pregnant. And now, you know, I haven't seen him in a long time, but I pray that he's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a sister that's an attorney, but hey, I tried to reconnect, but I said I'm going to have to let that go until it's time. Yeah. Because in life, 
we all want the best. We all, but sometimes I'm learning, hey, you may not get certain things accomplished. But I believe once you have done what you were put on this earth to do, when you go to your second life, you can fully enjoy. You understand? Yeah. You want to enjoy life on earth. But I believe we're all put, but sometimes I also think we, some of us die prematurely Absolutely. because of being at the wrong place at the wrong time. You, you know, you, you, you some can be talking to you, that man, but you miss it. You know, I've lost a friend. I've lost several people. My grandmother died of breast cancer. Yeah. I lost someone, a friend, a Rick. Um, <laughs> just you know sickness and so as I get older and dealing with COVID-19 and I have it's funny when I saw you your email I said wow Delph as little do he know that had been on my mind a lot of us we try not to think about it exactly yeah but but we only on this earth we are only here temporarily it's a blink of an eye it's a blink of an eye yeah and so I'm praying that my goal is that when I go to my second life, that I can fully enjoy what I didn't get to enjoy on earth. And that I hope that I make a, a great impact while, you know, while I'm, I'm still on this land, on this earth. Uh, I feel like in your second life, that is different because you, you don't have to worry about bills. You don't have to worry about you know, trying to please people. Yeah. That's yeah. why on earth it's true. You have to be careful of the people you keep around you, especially the COVID-19 has <laughs> did eye open for yeah. them, like tremendous, like tremendously. Absolutely. Like, I just believe it's going to be more pleasant. It's going to be uh, blossoming. It's going to be greater. Um, but I do believe if you don't, you know, got things resolved before you leave this world, it, you may not be able to enjoy your second life. You understand? Because you haven't let go of that negative things, that pressure of the things that has occurred in your in your first life. So, I believe in your second life, like God said, come as you are. If you don't be like got rid of everything, you know, before you die, you may not be able to enjoy the fruits and the enjoyment of life with the sun and the moon and just being able to enjoy your second life because you're still holding on to other stuff that you haven't fully forgiven or yeah. been forgiven. You have to, you know, like prepare. But I believe your second life can be greater. I like that and, term, second life. You know, because people always yeah. refer to it as like the afterlife. It's like, but this is the second yeah, this life. Is, yeah, I like This that. is your second life. The first life, this comes from me dealing with life. This comes from me looking into life, you know, um, just looking and I'm in a mindset where inspiring in quotes and so I think about things differently now. No, I'm sure. My views, you know, and just um seeing COVID nineteen, how people have died in the blink of an eye. Mm. I'm talking about I ain't even you know then not being able to say goodbye. Yeah, that's so, the sad thing is people are getting locked up in the hospital because they gotta be separated. And they're you dying get what alone. I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Totally. And you, you can come to the wonder, but that's not like being with it. It's not like being with them. Yeah. It's a, it's a different 
Well, I, I know a lot of the medical crew try to be there with the person when they finally pass, but it's still not the same as having someone that loves you there. Right. It, it, it's been a big, it's been a big difference, mm-hmm. a big, big difference. So I just hope that, um, that we l- learn to love more, be joyous, and so. enjoy more. I believe this is gonna help us enjoy more small things yes the little things the the walks in the park and the days and you know out in the yard with the kids and all that kind of stuff you know it's been an eye opener like you know like now i'm skeptical to take my son to the park because you know it's different so i miss those times going to the park um be honest going you know like when this first happened i had to go around in several stores to find tissue so i'm thankful to see tissue now i never thought in a million years i would have to go to the vast majority of stores to even find tissue to just yeah exactly <laughs> i mean it's just been a sound of prime example like so yeah. my heart go out to the workers the 18 wheeler drive truck drivers they you know you can't even get life so i talked to a manager in walmart because is they having a share with their various walmarts you can't mm. get life so spray it's not just walmart other stores all the stores yeah, yeah. well and that's the yeah. other thing is is you know that's another another group that we didn't really address is the the shipping workers you know the people that work mm-hmm. with the either the the truck lines the railroad lines, the, the, you know, the shipping, literal ship, uh, uh, you know, uh, sea ships or, you know, the people that are working at UPS and Amazon and, and postal service and all those people, they, they're, they're at risk every day. Yes. And everybody yes. takes them for granted. So mm. yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely, uh, a unique time in history. It really is a very unique time. Yeah. So and it's been, you know, just looking at everything, acting had to stop. You know, like TV shows, it's a di- it's a difference. You can feel it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's um, for sure. Yes, it's just still all over, all around, eye opener. I think for all of us. I hope so, and I hope for the better and not for the worse. You know, I hope yes, this doesn't yeah. tear us apart. Yes, I pray, I hope, I, I hope, I hope, I pray, I dream of us coming together as one. I hope that, my hope is that we will see greater, we, we will be more um, joy, um, more gratitude, um, not looking over people. I'm be honest. I feel like some people that's able, they look down on others. But what this has 100%. shown me, that you, sorry, it's getting everybody. It ain't just a low income. I hope that we'll be more grateful. We'll learn how to treat each other better. Don't overlook your man or brother because as as we can see from COVID-19, all it takes is a split second. Not even a second. You can be at the bottom just as well. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, people who have the haves can go down to the bottom real quick with something like this, mm-hmm. and a lot of yes. people don't think that way, you know. So, yes, yes, <sighs> yeah. Well, hey, uh, uh, Lavelma, or geez, I almost called you Zelma, Lavelma. Okay. <laughs> uh, my name gets messed up all the time, anyway. <laughs> 
that's okay. It was it was good. Uh, uh, it was there, very good talking with you. I appreciate it. I um, I mean, granted, most of the discussion was COVID nineteen, but you know what? That's a topic on everybody's minds right now, and we brought up a lot of good points. You definitely brought up a lot of good points uh, about. Um, you know, just like you said, everybody getting getting along and, and hopefully this is, you know, going to reset people and get them back to what's important in life. The little things. Yes. Reset. Uh, add a little bit more joy. Um, I hope that this pandemic will just increase our faith, um, increase us to love more you know um absolutely bring us together to make sure i feel like it'll make us appreciate our health care officials more yes. be honest. oh yeah shipping workers mm-hmm. uh first responders them, yes first responders everybody on the front line you got I it i put it like that yeah every, it's been a oh it's just been a um some stuff has brought me to, you know, made me say it. And oh, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. You know, and it's it's yes. people that, yeah, I, I get it. So, well, I appreciate you taking the time. And um, well, thank you for reaching out to me. Absolutely. To be a part of this, it was this show. It was uh, it was very good talking with you. I like I like that term second life. I'm going to I'm going to remember that one. So, but uh, yeah, I, I uh, well, it's good talking with you. Nice talk with you as well. <laughs> have yourself a good day. You too. Have a great day too. Thanks. Thank you. And that was my episode with Lavelle Lindsay. I really enjoyed her perspective on what happens when we die. I thought it was kind of uh, an interesting take because it's not so much that it's like a heaven. It's almost more like an upgrade is what the, that's at least what I got from it. So anyway, if you want to check out more things from Lavelle Lindsay. I am going to include all the links in the show notes, uh, including links to her TikTok and her YouTube channel. And, you know, remember to thank people who are on the front line. And I'm not just talking about your first responders, but your people working in the grocery stores and all that. In the meantime, have yourself a good day. Have yourself a good life. Take care of each other. Stay safe.